Welcome to The Hort Report, a podcast by the GIE Media Horticulture Group. I'm Patrick Williams from Greenhouse Management and Produce Grower Magazines. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Jonathan Vogt, who's the CEO and co-founder of Front Range Biosciences. The company is based in Colorado and performs tissue culture propagation of cannabis and coffee plants. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Um, so can you give our listeners an overview of what Front Range Biosciences is and what it is you do? Yes, certainly. Front Range Biosciences is an agricultural biotech company for high-value crops. And the two high-value crops that we currently work in are cannabis, which includes both hemp and marijuana, and also coffee. Uh, our business is really divided into uh, to two parts. Uh, the first part is our clean stock nursery program. Uh, this is really uh, our primary focus right now. And uh, what the clean stock nursery program is, is a multi-level certification program or quality assurance program uh, to produce plants at the nursery level. So we use a process called tissue culture to remove uh, disease and pathogens um, and uh, reintroduce vigor to the plant. Uh, and then uh, from there, we take them through a series of, of assays or tests where we look for certain pathogens and uh, certify that they are, they are free of those pathogens. And then we take the plants and we move them into a greenhouse where we get them ready for production. And then from there, we also do uh, what we call true-to-type testing, which is where we uh, certify uh, or verify or validate the, the performance metrics of that specific plant type. Uh, so this could be for cannabis, for example, it could be something like a cannabinoid profile or terpene profile or overall yield um, under a controlled environment. And then uh, the last piece is uh, we test uh, random samples of our nursery plants uh, for pesticides uh, to certify that uh, all of our plants are pesticide-free. Um, so that's our clean stock nursery program at a high level. Uh, the second part of our business is our uh, R&D uh, department, which is really around varietal development, and uh, we're, we're specifically working uh, or focused on cannabis currently, uh, so both hemp and marijuana. Um, more breeding on the, on the hemp side, actually, uh, in current form, um, but uh, we're building a, a new platform, an uh, industry-leading breeding platform uh, for cannabis varieties, and uh, using uh, next-generation sequencing and genomics and uh, some advanced breeding techniques. Uh, to uh, to help develop uh, these new varietals that have traits which benefit growers. These could be things like disease resistance or lower water consumption or increased yield or different agronomic traits uh, that improve uh, characteristics like uh, how a plant can be harvested or how efficient it is to harvest it uh, in bulk. So that kind of is a, a broad overview of our business uh, and the, the two categories or the two areas uh, that we currently work in. And uh, the varietal development program is still in the R&D stages. Uh, it can take several years to actually stabilize uh, certain lines for breeding. And uh, we're about, you know, nine months into the development of our breeding program or, or so. And, uh, and it'll be quite some time before uh, we see some new varietals coming out of that program. Um, so, you know, that's, that's probably about two years out for us. So being based out of the front range, I know obviously cannabis is huge out there. How did you get involved in this coffee market? Was that from the get-go? Yeah, it's really interesting uh, how, how it happened. Uh, so our roots were definitely, uh, you know, 
started in, in cannabis, and, and you know that was the primary driver for this company was uh, the rapid growth and expansion of the, the cannabis market, and especially starting here in Colorado, which is, is where we're currently headquartered. How we got into coffee was, uh, you know, when we started this company, you know, we really viewed it from the agricultural perspective that uh, cannabis is really a, another crop, and you know, there's there's nothing, you know, while it is has special qualities, there's really nothing different about it than any other crop. Um, you know, you have to figure out how to grow it and produce it and, and then manufacture products from it, which is, is no different from, from many other crops in the world. And so we really viewed it as the next commodity crop. That being said, we didn't want to limit ourselves in our business to just one crop. You know, we, we see ourselves as an agricultural company and uh, the ability to work with, uh, you know, growers uh, and, and other crops uh, across, you know, different industries uh, was very attractive to us. Uh, we're also an innovation-driven company, so you know the ability to uh, to develop new processes and innovate uh, in the agricultural space, um, whether it's in cannabis or in coffee or some other crop, and then translate what we learn or what we develop uh, into new markets or new crops um, is, uh, is is part of our uh, is part of our game plan. So it was a, a great opportunity. The way it happened is, is uh, we're actually doing a genomics research initiative with the University of California at Davis uh, around, around hemp uh, and understanding the genome uh, so that we can better understand the, the biology behind certain traits uh, around this plant. And uh, as part of that relationship, one of the professors we work with uh, introduced us to a group he was working with. Uh, and this was Jay Rusky and, and Fringe Coffee. And... Um, we started the conversation. They were uh, building up their uh, up their germ library, um, their variety, you know, library for commercialization of a coffee plant. It had some very unique genetics that they'd been breeding for quite some time. I believe Jay had been, been working on this for about 15 years, and they were looking for a nursery partner. And they had been uh, talking with some other uh, commercial tissue culture companies that they could do the type of work that we do, and uh, then. When we uh, we started the introduction, we decided to do a uh, we offered to do a beta project where we would take some of their material and start working on it. Uh, we spent about uh, nine or ten months uh, working on that material, actually here in Colorado at our at our headquarters, and uh, things went really really well. Um, our, uh, our our production team uh, at Front Range here did a did a great job of, of getting uh, the coffee plant material in house and cleaning it up and, and stabilizing it for production. And so as a result, uh, they were uh, very excited about the results we were able to achieve, especially in a short amount of time, and uh, they decided to uh, explore a relationship with us. And that's, that's kind of how we got here, and um, we're, uh, we're now moving forward in a, in a very uh, serious way and in a very aggressive timeline uh, to set up a production uh, facility actually in California um, where Front Range's uh, non-cannabis uh, crops um, where our headquarters will be for, for non-cannabis crop production. So coffee being the main one right now. Um, so we'll be, we'll be rolling that out here in the coming months uh, to set us up for production of several million coffee plants uh, specifically for the California market over the next few years. And currently, a lot of coffee production is still in the tropics, right? So you and Fringe are kind of working on this, bringing this market more to the states and to California, correct? Yes, definitely. It's a, it's a new crop for California. There are uh, 
some differences in how this crop is grown or how this coffee plant or these varieties are grown in California compared to regions in the, in the tropics. Um, obviously, it's a different uh, climate and different environment. Um, there's actually some unique advantages in, in how, how Jay has uh, been able to uh, capture some of the really unique flavor profiles, um, not only from his varieties, uh, but also from, uh, from the way it's grown and, and the climate there. And so um, it's, uh, it's a pretty unique opportunity, and it's another way for California farmers uh, to diversify uh, their, uh, their, their crop portfolio. Um, that being said, um, as we deploy uh, this new crop into California, uh, we definitely have our eyes on, on other opportunities uh, around the world as well. If there's lots of places where, um, where coffee can, be, uh, can obviously be produced outside of California, and uh, so we're not, we're not going to limit ourselves to just California, but the short-term focus uh, definitely is California. But the, the technology and the advantages that we'll be offering in terms of cleaning up and, and um, being able to map uh, these coffee plants um, you know, with a, with a high quality and, and uh, you know, all of the things that come with our, our clean stock program, uh, th those advantages will be welcomed in other growing regions as well where they grow coffee. Great. And for any listeners um, out there who, um, you know, might grow cannabis or are thinking about growing cannabis, um, are you working with a variety of different companies throughout the states, uh, in states where it's legal, obviously, or are you primarily in Colorado? So currently we're headquartered in Colorado. Uh, we've got uh, 2,600 square feet of tissue culture lab space and uh, 12,000 square feet of greenhouse space. Most of that is actually dedicated to working uh, with hemp growers or hemp farmers. Um, so Colorado, I think, will have close to 17 or 18,000 acres of industrial hemp planted this year. And a lot of our efforts here in Colorado currently are focused on uh, supplying clean, healthy uh, plants to those growers. Um, we do have uh, a couple of partners on the marijuana side here in Colorado, and we're working uh, to expand those relationships. Um, and, uh, and what we can offer uh, to those customers here in Colorado. We also are in late-stage negotiations uh, with several groups in California, and uh, we'll be rolling out uh, some California facilities for uh, our Clean Stock Nursery program uh, there uh, sometime, uh, hopefully this summer is, is the, the targeted timeline. Uh, we've been working on that for, uh, for quite a while, uh, building relationships, getting to know uh, the, the growers and the customer base in California. So. We plan to launch our services in California uh, later this year, uh, hopefully by, by mid-summer. Generally speaking, what are your plans for the future? Do you hope to get into other types of crops, whether they're commodity crops like wheat or soy or anything like uh, flowers or produce, or are you hoping to stick with hemp, cannabis, uh, marijuana, and, and um, coffee for now? Well, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, when it comes to some of those other crops, you know, it, it, certain crops benefit from uh, the Clean Stock Nursery Program. And, uh, you know, so crops that are vegetatively propagated, which means you take cuttings or clones, which is what people traditionally think of in cannabis, um, those are the crops where what we do is, is most applicable. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of existing crops uh, that are currently uh, use a very similar process. Um, so berries, lots of different types of berries. Um, you've got things like hops. You've got mint, potatoes, um, orchids, ornamental plants. Uh, there's a pretty long list of uh, different crops that are, that are grown uh, 
in tissue culture or started with tissue culture or some form of micropropagation. And so those are the types of crops that, uh, that, that we would be uh, entertaining as a, as a potential product line. Um, that being said, uh, you know, it has to make sense, uh, you know, from an economic perspective uh, to do what we do. Some crops, you know, are, are generally grown from seed. Um, our, our clean stock nursery program does feed into uh, seed production and, and hybrid seed production as part of our, our game plan for our long-term, uh, you know, approach to the breeding platform, especially with, with cannabis. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a different uh, market segment, right? So things like soy and corn, um, you know, those are large commodity crops that are generally grown in, in very large acreage uh, in fields, and it's most effective to grow them from seed, um, you know, especially when you look at, at corn. Um, so th that being said, um, it, it, it really just depends on, on the crop and the, uh, and, and the market opportunity and then how applicable our, our technology is to production of that crop. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add about the company? Um, I, I think one of the things to mention is, is uh, you know, the reason we've been uh, able to achieve so much success in a, in a short period of time uh, in terms of developing uh, a clean stock program for cannabis, which is, is some of the first examples of, of tissue culture applied to cannabis, uh, is really a testament to uh, to the team uh, that we've got. We've got an incredible team. Um, our vice president of nursery, Cecilia Zapata, uh, has over 30 years of experience in uh, tissue culture production. She's worked in over a thousand species of plants. Uh, she's worked for companies like Triscoll's, uh, Ball Horticultural. And so she's really uh, led uh, the development of our clean stock program. And uh, she's also assembled uh, a very uh, qualified management team underneath her um, with our, our propagation manager and our lab manager. Uh, together they represent uh, over 75 years of uh, commercial agricultural experience uh, and most of it around nursery production. So um, I think that's uh, really something that, that, uh, that sets us apart, uh, especially in the, in the cannabis space. Um, they really do bring a, a lot of uh, production agriculture experience uh, to the team, and, and it really helps us, um, you know, achieve some milestones early on in our uh, in our in our operation. So I think that's important to note. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today, Jonathan. Certainly, it was a pleasure to be here, and uh, would be happy to uh, join again sometime if uh, if this is an opportunity. Thanks for listening to The Hort Report, a podcast by the GIE Media Horticulture Group. To listen to more podcasts, search The Hort Report on the podcast app or visit greenhousemanagement.com or producegrower.com.